Hello and welcome to episode number 192 of the Nerd Pro Quo podcast. We cover so much in this episode. Uh, no real plugs. We're going to get right into this, except to say that uh, there's going to be a bunch of episodes coming out this uh, month. We are trying. I am trying my best to put them out the third the third Sunday of every month. Uh, and if barring that, the end of the month. So next week, we're going to probably squeeze in a little episode of a bunch of stuff that we didn't cover in this episode including a lot of feels a lot of emotions about the magician season four season finale gonna be discussing into the badlands gonna be discussing this the tick season two so yeah it's gonna be like a little mini solo episode most likely coming out next week uh keep uh track of us on twitter at nerperquo on Twitter, we are going to be live tweeting Game of Thrones tonight when this episode airs, when this episode goes up. So probably you will uh, not hear me plugging us live tweeting Game of Thrones, but we are live tweeting Game of Thrones as it airs its final season. We are live tweeting Into the Badlands as it uh, airs its final season as well. And there's probably going to be a handful of other shows that we're going to be doing. Uh, and also, of course, of course, of course. We're going to do an Avengers Endgame episode that'll probably be an entire MCU discussion episode that uh, will be at the beginning of next month, because uh, we are seeing that this weekend that comes out this uh, Thursday that this podcast is going up. Uh, that's pretty much it for the plugs. As always, if you like this episode, let us know. Hit us up at NerdProQuo on Twitter, NerdProQuo at gmail.com. Leave a review on iTunes. Please do that. Please leave a review on iTunes. Please click subscribe if you like this episode. I know we're only doing it once a month, so it's even more important that you subscribe to the podcast now. Also, uh, keep an eye on YouTube. I haven't been as up-to-date as I would have liked to have been putting the YouTube videos of the podcast up on youtube we might be doing that as a bonus feature at some point in the near future just because it, it does take a lot of work to put uh has been taking a lot of work to put up those videos to sometimes edit them a little bit and i'm going to be adding like graphics and little things into the bonuses into the video and i'm considering that maybe we're going to make that like an extra like pay feature uh at least in the near future very close to the 200th episode very important that you spread word to anyone you know uh, any way you can about this podcast would really like to do a fun event for the 200th episode a live event so yeah uh that is it for the plugs uh this is episode number 192 of the nerpoco podcast yep hello hello yeah mr herman yes mr herman paging mr herman i don't know where i got that from how's it going pretty good man we haven't done this in a while just like trying to fit in uh even once a month has become <laughs> like a weird scheduling problem but it's so many a lot of i mean the, the advantage is that a lot of things have happened a lot of things came out uh we have watched many things since the last time we recorded yeah um a lot of things that hurt my eyes. Yeah, yeah. And my brain. We we will get to that. But and things uh, I cannot watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let, let, let's. Do you want to do it? Go in kind of chronological order. Um. Yeah. If you know the chronology of what we saw, I think, <laughs> go I, right I, ahead. I think I have an approximate uh, chronology. So the first thing, uh, even though we didn't see it together, was us. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Let's uh, talk about that shit. Yeah. Uh, so let's start with like all of the good stuff because I only have one main like criticism of it. Well, I mean, I was. I don't know what you were getting into. I was kind of hoping that this would be some somewhat similar to um, Get Out. Something very straightforward. You know. You know, a lot of thrills, but. I was not expecting how open-ended and open to interpretation this film would be, you know, and it really f- broke my brains trying to wrap up, you know, what the fuck is trying is, you know, Peel um trying to do and uh overall, I liked what he did. I mean, he did not stick to a script from what was successful with the last uh with Get Out. I don't think about Last of Us, sorry about that. Um and that's fine. I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, and I, it's a lot of more fucked up shit. And um, I don't think we I've spoken to you about this. No, no, we haven't talked about this. Uh, I really liked it. It's interesting to, that you say it's less straightforward than Get Out. Uh, number one, I'm going to like preface what I'm what I'm about to say, where I both understand the temptation to compare it to Get Out because it's. His second movie, Get Out, was his first film. They're both in the horror genre, so to speak. So there's a temptation to compare them, and there were people were like, "Oh, which one is better?" It's like they're so the different. The, the who yeah. the which one is better is a thing that I thought was just kind of unfair because it's not. It's a they're different. They're in the same genre, kind of, uh, in the really general sense of like horror movies, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, I like I like I said a lot of people like were really like you can't compare the two. I was just like, eh, it's a filmmaker who's made two horror movies. No. If you want to take it as that, uh, so I think on that level it's okay to compare them, but you have to compare them and understand that they're two completely different films. And what I what I was gonna say is it's interesting that you say that that us seems less straightforward because I actually would make the the opposite uh, argument, I feel like Get Out is a more straightforward horror movie than uh, Us is a more straightforward horror movie than Get Out is. Um, I just found that the the movies are for, it's scary for different audiences. Yeah. You know, with Get Out, it was a horror film for black people. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, for me, it was. No, no. It's just I like, I've hey, been listen, in those situations. I completely understand You that. know, it's like... It's I completely like, understand I that saw in the all sense of that. That I, that I completely don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> <Like>. uh, <laughs> and my girlfriend is Jew- Jewish, so I've been in those situations where, you know, being the sole, you know, black person, you know, a pr- person of color in this large area, that is scary in itself. You know, being in the you know, dark neighborhood, you know, even though it's a white neighborhood, but, you know, you don't know who's tailing you yeah. like a cop, you know. I've been in that situation. So it was scary for me. Where I find with with us, it's just more of like a... It's like, I think us is like a traditional horror film yes. where it's trying to highlight a certain aspect of society and like uh highlight that for horror you know for you know people to see and you know just i mean from what i gathered it was just his attempt to like flip you know what we consider what we glorify as americans and turn that upside down yeah yeah horror film there's also i mean i definitely want to i haven't seen it again since i saw it in the theater i definitely want to see it again 
because knowing Jordan Peele uh, and knowing knowing a lot of the, his frames of reference of like the stuff that he was into and that he is paying homage. There's definitely I couldn't tell them tell you what they were. Right Opening off the top, of, top of credits my that the flashback where we see Adelaide watching that commercial, you see VHS tapes, you see, and a few of them are from the Goonies. Yeah. Um, and I think some obs- like a few obscure like. 70s and 60s horror films about like yeah. creatures coming from the sewers and taking yeah, yeah, over. Yeah, 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 so yeah. he's kind of giving you like a preview of what you're going to be seeing yeah. in those opening moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's definitely, uh, like I said, there's that. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I did not remember that. There's definitely homages uh, to other films that I just, for some reason, I just can't reproduce what they are, but I was just like, I recognize a bunch of this stuff. I was just like, oh, here, a, a lot like in parts of Get Out, I was just like, this is what this is what he's pulling from. And because of the type of filmmaker he is, is like he knows that other people who are horror film fans are going to recognize these things. They're going to recognize certain tropes. Uh that are definitely in there. Uh, there, the funhouse thing is definitely a trope. Uh, doppelgangers is definitely a thing. Yeah. Like the doppelgangers is a whole like subgenre of horror. I feel like he was playing with that. Uh, so yeah, all that in- I enjoyed. I in- I really enjoyed the 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 doppelganger families, especially. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the main characters. I liked the other families down here too. I yeah. thought that, that was great. I thought the casting was amazing. Uh, Were you? I, I what frustrated me, but I think that you can't over explain things. Just like the fact that they he made no attempt to explain what's going on. How were these people created? You know why. Is it that there is a doppelganger, you know, for every single person, you know, every baby, every child? How does that work out? Even if the government abandoned the program, you know, those things being left open ended, you know, and unsolved. That's what kind of irked me. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Okay, here's what my uh, and I will get to more of the things that I loved about this film. Uh, and I definitely want to watch it again because I feel like there's stuff that I missed because Jordan Peele, if just from Get Out and also, you know, if you watched it when we were discussing Get Out, we definitely discussed, like, if you watch a lot of those sort of, like, horror-based Key and Peele sketches, you can see, like, all of the building blocks yeah. that he was pulling from. And uh, so... I saw that also in Us, and I feel like there's more of that in Us that I probably missed. But hold on, we have to. Okay, come here. Come, we have to. Uh, Carlos wants to join in. Yeah, there, there come is on, a dog that is. Come on, come on, come up on the cat. There we go, good boy. Uh. Yeah, we had to take a little break here for yeah. to uh he was to, looking really sad yeah, yeah, yeah. Really okay. sad. after we finish recording we're gonna take him out and and cooper out who is in the the other room right now anyway uh so there's definitely a lot of other details that i my big criticism is honestly 
even though it is kind of open-ended, like where all the other people came from, mm-hmm. that it's supposedly like a, a government, like experiment. Basically, a clone. The impression I got was it's basically a cloning experiment because that's what all the rabbits are there for. Yeah. It's a cloning experiment that like was abandoned and like continued to produce people somehow even long after the actual experiment was done. Like, I feel like there was an initial, uh, and I feel it's implied, like I said, I'd have to see it again, but it's kind of implied, at least to me, that it was abandoned on some level because it started to reproduce itself. Like, the clones started to produce duplicates of people running the show who running the show but also just people in general who they hadn't actually cloned yeah it just started to reproduce whatever what was happening uh on the surface world yeah uh that was the impression i got like whether whether that's actually what was going on is kind of immaterial i think it kind of doesn't matter also my big not a big criticism i think it's just because i've watched enough of these movies that like I figured these things out. The quote-unquote twist spoiler at the end of the movie. Yeah. I figured that out. You saw it a mile away. Way ahead. Yeah, but they they made that. I mean, what you're referencing is Adelaide. You know, we don't know what happens, you know, at the very beginning. Because what you see when she enters the funhouse is that she just runs out. Yeah. You know, and is somehow traumatized. Traumatized and doesn't speak. Yeah, but you could put two and two together when you see the double kanger family yeah you know that they have a trouble you know speaking so yeah. that was our biggest clue that this person has swapped places yeah with the original yeah um and this original is now raising hell you know on the above ground world yeah, you know, yeah as yeah. a result yeah it's 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 uh really when you get right down to it it is as much as it's like a, you know, society underground, people under the stairs, blah, 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 that, you know, all those types of movies. It is also very centrally just a revenge movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, probably not a revenge movie per se, but um, just, well, I just view it as, yeah, on that level, yes, a revenge movie between yeah. Adelaide and her doppelganger. Yes. But just the whole fact that, you know, these underground dwellers cherish the mundane things that, you know, people, you know, took for granted. You know, they're through their Adelaide's kids. You see them just like fixated on technology, on material things from their friends, you know, and their friends' kids who just want to have fun and being silly. But just the simple act of like, you know, accomplishing a feat that yeah. we couldn't do in the 1980s yeah. to show unity. They were able to show unity. Um, they're able to, I, I, I'm guessing, be able to embrace the sunlight, something that we all you know, ignore as a society. Yeah. You know, so I feel that he's using them as a way that, hey, wake up. You know, the, we never deserve to inherit the earth. These yeah. underground dwellers will hopefully make a better uh, deal out of it and take care yeah. of it. Uh, and, and I also think there's there's so many things in the movie, like the whole uh, parallel 
where like she tells the story of like her basically ha- planning everything. Yeah. Her realizing like the the whole dance part. That just the way that's edited, the way that's shot, all of that is beautiful. Like so much of the, the way the movie is shot and like uh the way everything is like uh composited is not the right word composed on the screen Mm -hmm. there's so many parts of the movie that are just beautifully shot and put together that i really appreciate uh and i was gonna say like the casting is uh i love winston duke as a dorky father like it's so i respect that's a stroke of brilliance like (laughs) as far as that like because he's so what I love about that is, you know, not just because the the last time, really, unless you watch the show that he, I for, I did forget the show that he's on. I don't know the show that he's on because I don't watch it. Uh, but the last time I saw him was as Mbaku on in Black Panther. Yeah. So you have. I thought that was his only role or no, his first was, major uh, role. Charlie knows this. She's probably going to listen to this and text us when she listens to this episode. There was a show that he was on. I just don't okay. know what it is. Right. Uh, but the fact that he's just so physically imposing in general. And a big dork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to just like play against that. And also yeah. uh, a testament to him as an actor. Because I feel like there are certain actors that like their, their physicality, if they're like a big like muscular dude or just a big dude it's difficult to convincingly play against that. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are dudes who are just like mega built and like Winston Duke isn't like super duper built. He's just a big dude. Yeah. He's but, a husky fella. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but there, there's people who it's just like that. It's hard for you to see them as that. And it wasn't hard for me to see him as that at all. Like I'm living that life, man. Yeah. I'm yeah, living yeah, that yeah, life yeah, of being a big definitely. dude. I mean, I'm not muscular but yeah. you know i'm tall and black so that combination impo- is imposing i guess to a lot of people yeah, but yeah, the fact yeah. that i can spout different dragon ball z characters and wrestlers from the 80s and sure. 90s you know um so seeing his character i really I, I felt that i felt a kindred connection sure to his character uh there's also so many things i mean i i can't really speak to it personally but there is a certain like on on like a a racial level but i can definitely speak to it on like a class economic level Mm, yeah of like that's when you're hanging out with people who are clear like they're on the same or maybe they're not on the same like uh economic class as you and you're spending time around them and you feel like you don't belong or you're not worthy or whatever. Yeah. And I can only imagine... Or And you're pissed off that they're constantly flaunting the shit that yeah. you don't have. Like yeah, the, yeah. The, the father's friend, you know, who always flaunts the boats yeah, and the cars. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and I can only imagine, like, like it's one of those things where it's like, I understand where this is coming from, but not, like, being black must add an entire another several levels to it. you know i mean this i was kind of expecting this film to be big on race rate but i don't think it was 
race was in a class yes yeah class was you know a huge theme in this film but race i mean was not a factor in all of this um from what i see um it was just like it's it's a horror film that happened to have a diverse cast you know um but i don't did you get that in terms of like racial i i I think undertones i don't think it was uh Unlike in he, here's the thing of like what I when I say it's like it's not fair to compare us to uh, Get Out and saying this as a white person is is very weird whenever I have to make comments like this because I'm like I'm not the person who maybe should be but I feel like just the fact that the it's not overtly about race and race relations like Get Out was. But the fact that the main cast and a director and all that are all people of color, are all black people, it, it it it's a different type of statement. Like you're saying, it's like it wasn't the focus, but just because they are there, well, it gives it a different. When I say that, like yeah. that idea of like upper middle class, it's like it's not just that like economic in is there. It's just by the the nature that they are black, probably. Yeah. To well, to certain people watching, probably adds another element. That I mean, maybe to be I'm fair, I mean this I mean, I'm is. A, I'm not going to say what that element is because I don't the, know what that element from is from the outset. I mean, you know that despite them not being as well off as like you know the other family that yeah. we know, but they're going to a summer home. Yeah, you know that not that many people can you know have a summer home, but yeah. the fact that this family does. That's great. So we know for a fact that these people are doing well, you know, as a family. Um, and going back to your comment on having the black cast, I think I think there was an interview either that was released after uh, Us was uh, released where Peel was saying that we've had these stories with like white people or white dudes. Yeah. And he's like... He's not doing stories like that anymore. You know, it's like he's just going to have a, the story and have as diverse of a cast as possible yeah. to, yeah. you know, to execute what is what he's envisioning. So I think that this is just like one of the first examples of him just doing a story yeah. and then just figure out who are great actors, you know, yeah. to execute his vision. But I also think that what I what I was trying to say is like by not and I think I might have read some people talking about this. And like I said, me being a white guy saying this feels a little weird. But I feel like the not making it about race is also a statement about <laughs> race. Where it's just like, no, I'm just going to, like you were saying, I was like, I'm just going to tell this story and whoever ends up being the, but, but you know, I think it adds an element without like it having to be overt. Yeah. Uh, and and I think that is also an intent, as far as like what you were saying. He's just like is like it's not. I'm not intentionally trying to tell quote unquote black stories. Mm-hmm. It's but if that is who the cast is, like I'm. That is also a statement. Like I'm not changing the story or anything like that. But if that ends up being and people get something more out of it, or if like there's, because I feel like, and I I've. There's a couple people who I'm like follow on Twitter or who are writers is uh, and one of the big things that comes up uh, as far as like appropriation and like Hollywood's view of like 
you know, African-American stories or black stories or people of color is that not every story has to be about trauma. Yeah. It's just like, just... Or growing up in the hood. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. Because right exactly. from the outset, you see Adelaide, she's a ballerina yeah. at a young age, you know. Yeah. I mean, they're, she's just doing things, having hobbies. Yeah. You know, we have a kid who, her son, who likes to be a magician and her daughter who likes to, who's trying to do other things outside of running track. So yeah, you yeah. see like a really fleshed out family yeah. that, you know, poverty isn't, you they're, know, the root all, of their all, struggle. And they're yeah. all fully realized characters. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, it's just, it was, I, I thought it was really good. I, but I also thought that like, I had one of those weird moments where I was just like, I feel like people who are criticizing this movie based on get out are just like missing the point, <laughs> are missing the point a yeah. little bit. Uh, and and I definitely want to see it again because I like I said I feel like there's stuff I missed. Yeah, seeing it the second time got me to see some of the other details. Yeah. Um, like the issue with her son. Yeah. Is her son a doppelganger? That's my biggest thing. Huh? Because every one of the doppelgangers, they're some mirror image, but they always are struggling to do basic mundane things yeah but the the you know the real adelaide's family in red you know the kid with a mask he was able to execute the magic trick with no problem yeah but her son you know that we've come to see from the very beginning is still struggling yeah. so i'm starting to think that you know something's up you know yeah, adelaide yeah. is not the only one who switched roles in some capacity or switched positions maybe right, she right. did something with her son or Whatever, I or, think. Or, or, or even the fact that, like, uh, that the doppelganger was the one who had the kids means that, like, her kid, there's something different about her children as yeah. well. And it's also, I think, why she's even more fiercely protective. And it actually kind of goes to your point. She's especially protective of the son. Yeah. Like, she's a. Uh, protective of both of her like fiercely protective of both of her kids yeah. because this is the thing you like she's the quote-unquote doppelganger and she's had the life now and she's had these kids so that's the children are so much more valuable mm-hmm. uh and you see that there's so much like she loves the husband but so much more valuable yeah. to kids and especially the youngest son and that gives some credence to what credence to what you're saying is that like maybe the son there's something something's wrong with him you know from the very beginning yeah. you know um, and I didn't catch that until the second viewing of oh us. so you did see it twice. I saw it twice okay you okay know? and that additional detail it was like why is the kid you know looking at her differently and just like it dawned on me there's something's off you know this kid can't pull off this trick yeah. but the other one can yeah that was. That was a tell that, you know, something happened, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, between the two. But this was a really great movie. You know, yeah. I loved it. It was, uh, I'm glad. I think a lot of the di- disappointment from people are that fact that it's the same thing with musicians you know when they switch up the music a lot of the hardcore fans is like you're betraying what we love you know and it's like you can't hate fault the person yeah for expanding their craft you know and i think for this movie just uh peel's attempt to do something slightly different sure you know than what a lot of people expect and i and i hope that these people just 
don't hate this movie too much. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. it's a really great movie. I, I and I also just now even more looking forward to what I mean. I want to watch the Twilight Zones, which I haven't because yeah, you know, me neither. I'm gonna get into that eventually. Yeah, yeah, because I know that like he's he's a producer on it. He's not necessarily doing a bunch of them. He's just mm-hmm. like hosting and producing the show. But it's just like uh, whatever he does next. I want to see what he does next. Uh, so kind of in the same vein as horror, uh, Sabrina season two, I feel like we should talk about. Um, I, it caught me by surprise. I didn't expect to see season two so soon. Yeah. You neither know, did I. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was thinking, I was kind of expecting it to come back around like later on this year or maybe next year. Um, but it kind of, you know, picks up where you know last season uh left off you know where there's still some issues uh with you know her and you know harvey um but what i did like is how they treated some of the supporting characters a little more respectfully you know especially her friend who has the cunning typically you see uh, those supporting characters you know where yeah they got a sliver of the boy you know yeah. the dream boy and then uh they lost the boyfriend at the yeah, end yeah. to you know the lead actor or sure, lead actress sure. but they took they did a good job you know respecting her and allowing her to grow i really like the development of the relationship between rosalind and harvey yeah and rosalind just as a character i uh, yeah i would agree that like all of the supporting characters got a real moment i had some mixed feelings about how they handled uh oh god satan well yeah that too that's at the end no no her her other friend who for some reason i'm a oh the boyfriend no oh um i forgot theo 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 i was trying to think i didn't want to use the 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 female name yeah uh, and because that's the one that I remember, then I was like, oh, but it's Theo this season. Yeah. Uh, just as someone who's had like friends who are transitioning or people who are like, you know, friends who are gender by bin- non-binary, uh, there was some stuff that was really beautiful, like with her father. Mm-hmm. The episode with like the fortune teller, where oh, like. I, I, th- yeah, it was weird. Uh, where he actually gets like the boy body, but then it turns into like a tree. Yeah. Essentially, there was some like little bit like I'm a little iffy about how you're handling like the transition. Yeah, but to be here. fair, you don't see stuff like that on TV. You don't. No, no, no. I have to yeah. admit, uh, I, I, I thought that they did a great job, just like introducing the topic and yeah. being respectful. But I mean, it's. A horror show, you know, it's obviously they'd want to transition, but it's like using magic in order to achieve that. There's there's always going to be a double edged sword. There's going to be a double edged sword. I feel like uh, the the gender non-binary character and how they deal with him and his transition. uh, The scene where just like the father has that moment and then he kind of accepts it. Yeah. uh, And then goes, you know. He has to get a haircut and a dad. Because there, there's a lot going on in that scene emotionally. And that, that scene was beautiful. There was other parts when dealing with the, you know, the the non-binary stuff, like the gender stuff, is the same issue I sometimes have when they're dealing with the, 
the feminist stuff where mm-hmm. it's just like, I like that you're addressing this and I like that you're addressing it head on. Every once in a while, it's a little ham-handed. Like it's just like this might have needed a little more subtlety than you're treating it with. But but on the other, it's hand, a show about witches. It's a show about witches. Uh, can, and, should it be subtle? And though. and and also the uh, the structure and the formula they're dealing with, even though it's on Netflix, is the CW formula. Like it's it's C, CW like. I don't know what that means. Um, I because uh, I know it's CW, Riverdale and the, the CW. Even on the superhero shows, the CW has a house style, and okay. even though the gore is a lot more on Netflix yeah. because it's Netflix and not the CW, uh, I feel like because of the connection and some of the same uh, creators are involved, it's definitely got a little bit of the CW house style to it. Mm. Uh, CW has very much like the, here's the, what is it? A uh, dramatic moment song. Like there, there's like this very clear three and four act like structure to it Mm -hmm. that if you watch any of the CW shows, like even like the DC stuff, especially the DC stuff, you're like, oh, this is, it's a structure. Mm -hmm. If you watch Supernatural, Supernatural, Riverdale and, uh, Sabrina all have very similar, mm. <laughs> just structurally, they're okay. very similar. Yeah, uh, I love Ambrose. Uh, I like the fact that he was able to break free. Yeah, I uh, want a sideshow or a huge, if season three, a good chunk of season three to just be Ambrose and fucking Prudence hunting, hunting down <laughs> Blackwood. Because that ending, I was just like, yes, yeah. give me this show. Like, yeah, um, uh, Michelle Gomez. Oh God, I love her. Michelle Gomez. You know, she just is a highlight of this show. I love Michelle Gomez. I love Richard Coyle, who's the guy who plays Blackwood. Black, yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't mind Satan. I didn't mind. He was a little bit. I've never seen them before, underwhelming, but but he. I I thought he was okay. I love the two aunties. I, I always lo- love those aunties. Uh, yeah, I uh, uh, I love Hilda more. I love Hilda's relationship with uh, Gaeta, who's... Ah, uh, yes! Who's, I'm glad who's, you remembered who's, him. Who's, who's actor, yeah. <laughs> the actor's name, I, can't, I should Google this, but fuck it, he's uh, Gaeta. Uh, so love that. And the fact that he turned out to be an incubus, like, inc- oh, yeah. I was it's just like, ah, like, oh, that's that fucking perfect. perfect. Sense. I love that... Uh, you wouldn't know who this is, but uh, are you... You're, don't worry, you're going to go out. I love that Victoria Cartwright. Who's who, that? Uh, she's the fortune teller. Okay. Uh, if I've never you, seen she her. Was I don't recall the, her. She was in The Birds when she was a kid. She played the wife of one of the people in... She had a famous scene in Witches of Eastwick, which is why I oh, think okay. she's she was in this, right. where, uh, Cher, where famously she vomits up cherries because Cher, Susan Sarandon, and... Michelle Pfeiffer are like witches and Jack Nicholson plays Satan and they're like the brides of him. Yeah. Uh, and there's a scene famously in which is Eastwick in which they eat cherries and spit it out. And they have like the doll of, uh, of this woman. yeah. And she just ends up vomiting up a whole bunch of cherries in a church. I think it's in a church. No, Jack Nicholson is the one who vomits them out in a church. Yeah, if you haven't seen Witches of Eastwick, watch Witches of Eastwick. It's been a long time. Yeah, it's a great fucking movie. Uh, It was a nice little nod 
I think. I, it, was t- it was totally intentional to cast her as that character. I was just like, oh, that's a nice little nod to, like, Witches of Eastwick. I will say that the one character, actor, who is still underwhelming is the main character. Is, uh... I don't hate her. I don't either. She's just the... the but to be fair, I do agree that all, just, everyone else is more compelling. She's kind of the weakest character you know. and the weakest actor on the show. Like, and I don't, like I said, I don't dislike her. I just like everyone else more. I mean, but the fact that the supporting cast is so great, it I don't mind it. Yeah. I really don't. If she was the best actor, then I'd have an issue with that. But the fact that everyone else is so great, all the other yeah. characters are so fleshed out and so diverse and uh, rich. Um, I don't I don't mind her flaws as an actor. I, I think my only... Th- I felt like the, the last episode was a little underwhelming to me. Uh, I liked where Lilith ended up. Mm-hmm. Kind oh, of being the, the queen... Yeah, of course. Uh, the queen of hell. I, I don't... I thought, like, the actual, like, big climax fight where it's just like a musical thing seemed a little forced uh it was very pretty yeah but it was a little it was i don't know i found that a little underwhelming i will say just for my own personal reasons and i couldn't explain to you why the episode with the angels pissed me off i get why it was the hunters the hunters i get that they were trying to say it was like oh yeah but you had to i mean that was just an attempt to display Sabrina as being the daughter of Satan yeah. and yeah. bride of Satan and the fact that she is unique yeah. compared to the other and, witches. And, and to have the, the witch hunters be angels and have the angels be the quote-unquote villains and to have them be kind of religious missionaries on top of that. I was like, I get what... I wh- kind of enjoyed that. I did too. I, like, I, got, I got it right up until the point where it turned out they were actually angels. Mm-hmm. I was enjoying it right up until that point, uh, but that's only because of my own, not Christianity necessarily, but my own sort of uh, idea of that is religious zealots would do that, but the actual like emissaries of God, I mean, I get like that they're trying to say that like the actual God is just as vengeful yeah. and vindictive as... And remember, this, this, this show is about Satanism that's preaching f- yeah. freedom. And, yeah. you know, there are all of the heroes in this show are those people who praise Satan. And anything sure. that is of light would be considered a bad right. thing. Although they, uh, the, the one thing that I did appreciate, the, the, this is part of the reason why, like, them turning out to be angels kind of bothered me, is that it's it's been it was implied, especially throughout this season, that there might be a third way where it's just like there might, and this comes from being like a soup on a certain level, like a magic nerd uh, on a certain, is that like there's uh good magic and there's uh, I'm always, I have sort of spiritually speaking and like philosophically speaking, I always enjoy the middle way when it's not one or the other. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, Oh, black magic is blah, 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 blah. But then light magic is its own thing. It was just like, but you do, you know, it's the most powerful way. It's like when you don't have to make a choice between one or the other, yeah. you can use both. That's when you're the most powerful when you don't have to like. So yeah, that and the fact that I, I just like, 
I understand that you need a villain, and in this, like, God is the villain, and this is not, has to do with, like, I'm not Christian, so I don't give a shit about that. But just, like, really? Angels are killing kids in spite of the fact that, like, they're supposed to be satans so that they're that vindictive although it was implied that maybe they're renegade yeah angels i don't know that bothered me a little bit it was just like well, what they're still kids like you're murdering children but like, to be fair witches murder children too yeah you know exactly um, yeah, yeah, yeah they're bad too especially in season uh one with what they i think they trapped the souls of the people that oh yeah raised, yeah the, the, the ghost children you know um, <laughs> the ghost children so no one is you know yeah. free of criticism um but yeah i i i liked it i liked the fact that they uh referenced the first season about that trick i never understood the purpose of that you know oh, yeah, that yeah. magical puzzle but then you know ref- referencing that in season two yeah made sense to trap uh satan there's a whole thing about, I mean, in the, the Magicians this season, there's a whole thing. Uh, yeah, we're not going to discuss that. I am going to have to discuss it because there's a bunch of stuff. The last episode of this season is was, ups- I will say. You said upsetting. Every episode every is episode upsetting. upsetting. Here's, what I, here's what I'll say. It was emotionally kind of beautiful on some levels, but the, like, like watching it. Like, I did cry a little bit uh, at part of it. Uh, but then the more I thought about, like, the actual, like, storytelling of how they resolved this season, I was like, that was... I'm a little angry now. <laughs> so, we'll table that. I'll table that for another episode. But, yes, what I was going to say is, in this season of Magicians, there's a whole thing about imprisoning gods. And, like, that's a big mm. trope in, like, magic stuff is... How do you uh, encase great powers? And it goes back to all uh, the story of Jin, Jins, genies. Okay, is uh, the there are these really powerful things, uh, beings, genies, and uh, how do you control something that has is that powerful? Like it's powerful as like a god has no sense of morality because they're not human, so they don't they don't care really and there's like a whole story in fables there's a whole like little bit where it's like there's this great like builder and he's like also a magician that constructs what basically a genie lamp is and in that it doesn't necessarily have to be a lamp is basically it is uh, a series of this is a weird tangent so forgive me it's a series of miniature worlds all built on top of each other uh, and each of them is its own world and how you imprison a be- being that powerful with you just put on layers and layers of worlds and then you find a way to encase it in an object uh, and put enchantments around the object so that it can, can encase that world that was like it's yeah it's it was a cool concept and it's not the only place I've seen that and also on Sabrina, it was kind of like a, sort of a similar thing. Yeah. It's like a uh, series of like cages. Yeah. All that are one cage. But in the end, only God's creation could ever hold the essence of Satan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, great show. Yeah. Uh, great season. You I've, know. Been impre- I've been impressed. Uh, you know, roommate Dan is the one who got me into it. And I, w- I didn't know what to expect. And now I'm like, oh, yeah, I dig this show. I got a little judgment about it, but I was like, I'm okay with the judgment. It's 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 a 
it's trashy also in its own way. <laughs> like, uh, so another shifting gears, uh, Shazam. Oh, um, I have to say, when I looked at you and Rich, it was just like, finally, yeah, Warner Brothers did the right thing. Yeah, yeah. We, I my fear was Patty Jenkins and Wonder Woman was going to be an aberration, just like yeah. this fluke. Yeah, um, uh, Aquaman. I have issues, but yeah. I could see how the international community loves it. Yeah. I would not. I'm hoping that the sequel will be more impressive because they put too much into that. Yeah, film. they just the biggest problem, uh, as I as we said when we were discussing Aquaman, is I think it was just they tried to do too much in yeah. one movie. Um, with Shazam, my God, for first film, I thought it was just excellently paced. Yeah solid story yeah um i didn't hate the villain yeah. you know it's just like it hit all of these notes that it needed to hit plus you know it was uplifting yeah i think it, i think i mean it, it not hel- dour I, not I, yeah. dark as deadpool <laughs> would say yeah um, i feel i feel like it, uh, one of the things it had going for it even before they started making it is there are certain parts of Shazam, Captain Marvel, blah, 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 blah. It's Captain Marvel. Yeah. Fuck yeah, Marvel. Yeah. Uh, it's fair. Uh, there's a whole history that we're not going to go into. About legal quiet. history. Yeah, That's, legal history yeah. that goes actually pre-DC because uh, Captain Marvel slash Shazam predates DC yeah. Comics as a comic uh, entity. But uh, there's a lot of stuff in, in Shazam's just backstory that I feel like even before they started making the movie, it's just like, here are the parts of this character that are like, are going to help you make a more positive movie. Yeah. It's like, it's a kid who gets to be a superhero. The and main it kind char- of forces you to be, you know, lighthearted. Yeah. You know, the in main terms of characters, tone. the main, the whole basis of even, so spoiler, uh, we'll talk about what happens at the end, but if you know anything about that character, it's the, not just Shazam, it's the Shazam family. Uh, they make they make it. They even made a joke about it uh, a couple of times on Archer yeah. that there was actually a cartoon, the Shazam Power Hour. I think it was what mm. it was called, where it's about a family. It's about a family of kids. Yeah, essentially, is like. But I think what it's just like it taps into why people love you know comic books yes. or these comic book characters. You you want to be better than you are. Um, and I don't know anything about the director of Shazam, but I don't either. I don't just, even remember his name. Just channeling the fact that you know what he—it takes him time to become heroic. Yes. yes, he does have powers, but he fucks up a lot, yeah. and he's very selfish at the very uh, outset of the movie, just because of the who Billy Batson is—a yeah. kid who was abandoned, and he's trying to figure out a way to find his biological mother you know shit you could really identify with you yeah. know as you know anyone can um so i think a lot of people give dc flack for having characters that you can't fucking relate to yeah and i kind of believe in that but i just never dawned on me that shazam 
you know, is someone would be that could be character. that. Yeah. yeah in the DC them. universe. Because um, he hasn't really been in the comic books. No. I mean, uh, they've never, the only time I've ever seen him really positively uh, and quite amazingly portrayed was on Justice League Unlimited. Mm. Uh, and yeah. also, and also mm. on Young Justice. He pops up on Young Justice too because he's like, Young Justice is all the teenagers and yeah. all of a sudden there's like, there's an episode, I think it's in season two, where he pops up and they're like, hey, and then they're like, oh my God, he's a kid. <laughs> yeah. And it's great. Like, there's Justice League Unlimited, I think, had the episode where he fights Superman. Uh, not like fights, fights Superman, but like fights Superman. Yeah. Uh, and there's a scene in it, and I didn't remember this until someone brought it up uh, on some podcast I was listening to, where at some point, like, he turns back into the kid. And he's about to say the word, and and Superman just puts his hand over it. And he just goes, "That's enough." <laughs> <laughs> he puts his hand over his mouth. And says, That's enough. Yeah. Um, That's enough of that. But yeah, just like just being in, you know, family was as you mentioned earlier is the heart of this movie, yeah. and you know, um, just seeing that properly, you know, uh, emphasized. You know, it's not always a family that you're born with it's a family that you collect over the years and the fact that he realized that hey he's been chasing off other people who could have been his family and fortunately he woke up at the right time to embrace those people Uh, to help save the day it's 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 the thing that the x-men movies have been getting wrong the past couple of movies because that's what the x-men are really about too it's about well to be fair x-men Animated animation series did a great job in doing that. Yeah. Um, it's Fox. Yeah. You expect that. Yeah. Um, that the fact that they can't execute actually, that. The, the Gifted, their shows. Uh, I haven't the, the seen gi- that. The Gifted actually did a much better job about that idea of like family is who you choose yeah. them to be, uh, and it's something they kind of hammered home on the show that I feel like they executed a hell of a lot better than they have in the movies. Uh, the other thing about Shazam also. Uh, a kids, the cast of the kids was great. Oh, awesome. the little girl. She's so adorable. So awesome. So adorable. <laughs> so perfect. Uh, the fact that the main like child actor, uh, you know, child actors can be a mixed bag. Yeah. But like they found someone who could nail it. Uh, Zachary Levy was incredible at, at like. What? This is another thing, you know. My issue with, you know, Henry Cavill is the fact that when you see his performance... He's collecting a paycheck. That's exactly it. He's just doing it to collect a paycheck and to build up his, you know, his resume. Uh, But with Zachary, he's enthusiastic about this opportunity. He loves this character. The same way um, Ryan Reynolds loved Deadpool. And you want... Actors who love these characters, and it, it it's portrayed in the through the um, through yeah. the screen, and I thought that it was an awesome casting yeah. decision by Warner Brothers to get him on board. I particularly like the main actor, the kid, is great. Uh, the little girl is great. The kid who plays his friend, yeah, might be my favorite character. In the, like he's the best, I think, individual character in the whole movie. Uh, you have what's his name? Whose name I always draw a blank on playing the villain. They love Grant or fuck. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. You were commenting on how his voice and how he's on 
everything lately. He was um, they see not lately. It's just that like I feel like Warner Bros. Someone at Warner Brothers must really like him, or must he must just be really fun to work with because he was the villain in the first Sherlock mm-hmm. movies. Uh, Sherlock Mark Strong. Mark Strong. He was the villain in. The first Sherlock Holmes movie. He was Sinestro in the Green Lantern. He was, you know. Let's not talk about the movie, but yeah, that's fine. Uh, he was Doctor Sivana in this movie. Uh, his voice popped up in Hellboy, which we will get to. Uh, and yeah, it's he's really solid. He, you know, liked him. I thought the the villain, the like the Seven Deadly Sins. Uh, someone brought up that this Shazam reminded them. Uh, it was it was actually it was Ben Amin from actually Fanbros. He said that it reminded him of movies from the eighties, like Gremlins and Goonies and Ghostbusters. Okay. There was the Seven Deadly Sins, like their design and kind of the feeling of this movie. Kind of when he said that, I was like, oh yeah, it does kind of feel like like it's got like sort of dark elements in it. But it feels weirdly like Ghostbusters or Gremlins or like there there's there's a certain feel to it. Goonies, especially. Okay, yeah. Uh where it's just like this group of kids are suddenly, you know, discovering something supernatural. Yeah. One of them becomes a superhero. Uh, All of them become spoiler become superheroes, and in fact, uh, I didn't recognize them. I'd have to look up the cast, but apparently, all of them are all like sort of recognizable. That was also part of like the surprise. It's not just that they become the other set, the power of the other seven wizards. Mm -hmm. It's that all those actors are also like people like Zachary Levi. Apparently, are popular actors. From like TV oh, shows and okay. like yeah, they have their uh, a, a, I think a handful of them like I I couldn't name them off the but I did recognize at least two of them. I was like I've seen you before. I don't know who you are, but I like I couldn't place you right away. But yeah, I, I have no idea who these people are. I'm probably just old myself, and uh, I know he's one of the uh, Shazam family, but yeah. I have no idea who these people are. Um, but that was also like I saw that coming. Like, as soon as it seemed like he was gonna stay with them, I remembered that. Like, oh yeah, the Shazam, and it was like the Seven Wizards. I was like, yeah. oh yeah, the Shazam family. Of course, they're all gonna end up with the powers because that's a, the, what happens in the com- comic book too. Yeah. It's a family, a literal family of like everyone who has these a certain aspect of these powers. And even that, when they all get the powers, it's just like, ah, oh, that's awesome. I got the feels, you yeah. know, because it's not a si- simple situation where the one guy, the one hero has to do it by himself or herself. It's yeah. just like it's with a support. It's with a family yeah. that you're able to overcome those obstacles. And that was a really great message. It's, to you, see. Know, you know, it's another thing about it is that it we got to there's so many things that this movie gets right that all, so many of the other DCU movies got wrong. It's like, we got a Justice League without the Justice League, and it was better than the Justice League. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just, it's, I mean, as I said, you know, the issue with those films with DC is not the fact that 
Probably it's not the fact that DC characters suck. It's just like who yeah. is the one taking lead to executing, you know, these characters and putting them on the big screen and, you know, uh Snyder was just not that. And person. also finding what the core of these characters is and not only understanding that but executing it properly. Yeah. Like Wonder Woman I, I Patty Wonder Jenkins Woman? did that. Batman with uh, Nolan. Yeah. You know, coming, I, I, uh, executing the core of who that character is. Um, and unfortunately, you know, Snyder not understanding who the fuck Batman is, just like destroying or, or, that. Or Superman. See, the, the, and I've said this before. So Zack Snyder understood a certain aspect of what. Superman is one of his core concepts, which is that he's an alien who feels like he's an outsider. But what he completely missed, and we've discussed this before, is and ignored is that Clark Kent and his being raised by his parents in Smallville, especially the influence of his father, which is something that got completely twisted in Man of Steel yeah. and even further in Batman v Superman just like twisted that is Clark Kent is just as important as Superman. And the, the mistake that Zack Snyder made in man of steel and in all of that was he made Kal-El more important than Clark Kent. Yeah. That's really what the problem was there. Uh, and then just like Batman, you couldn't do anything about cause Batman didn't get his own movie. Uh, and again, I will defend. Well, to be fair, he kills a whole bunch of people. In yeah, <laughs> I will. Batman v Superman, and I found that highly offensive. I I will defend. Like I I never really had a problem with Ben Affleck as, as no, Superman Batman. No. It's just like, and here the thing, like I almost feel bad for Ben Affleck because he because he was friends with Kevin Smith and he's. He is definitely a. He loves superheroes, and he loves comic books. He he really does love superheroes. It's why he played. He really wanted to play Matt Murdock, Daredevil. That was just a terrible movie. Yeah. Like, and him playing Batman, I feel like was he. He wants to do it. He just keeps getting stuck in really shitty situation because he's not a bad actor he's actually he's a, an amazing actor. he's actually a very good director amazing director not very like, good amazing director i feel like some of the if shit that he's he done. had been left alone to do a batman film we might have gotten a great batman film out of him like i really do believe that however you might anyone listening to this might feel about I ben affleck like with as a person dc or as, with not just Wonder Woman, but with the success of Aquaman and now Shazam, we weren't ready for a Batman yet because yeah. they had so many losses. They could not afford to fuck up even their best character. Yeah, yeah. So I think what needs to happen is just for Warner Brothers to get some wins, get yeah. some W's, and you know, create a streak, create some goodwill towards their characters yeah. in the hopes that maybe later on they'll be ready to do uh, to revisit Superman and Batman in the sure, future. Sure. But right now, just build on some of the build of the universe first, or build the universes. Yeah, yeah. First, because there's no. I, don't, I mean, yeah, they 
kind of do reference, you know, some of the other characters um, in the DCU with like Aquaman and Batman. I don't think yeah. Wonder Woman was referenced. No, and then they bring um, in Superman at the end, which yeah. is like, which is a, was a great way to bring in yeah. Superman. Uh, the other thing that I appreciate that I, I don't think I'd, I might be wrong about this because I can't think of it offhand, but it definitely stood out in Shazam. It's one of the first movies I've seen that actually like executed the use of social media like effectively mm. and in a fun way yeah like youtube and social media like i haven't seen eighth grade which i heard is fantastic yet uh but it was especially in like this level of a film it was like yeah. you actually used like you know youtube well the and- director i don't know him per se but i know he's youngish yeah so i'm assuming he is somewhat well versed to well and plus you have to incorporate social media because that's a huge foundation to growing up as a child yeah nowadays. now yeah, yeah yeah you know so if you're talking about a kid who su- suddenly has superpowers and knows other kids of course they're going to try to exploit yeah. that for views yeah. and likes on and i felt media. like it w- i've seen other stuff in which you again it's like people who are just like too old to be doing this it's like they just don't get it and in this, I felt like it it didn't feel clumsy. A lot of times it feels clumsy, and this felt like like actually like, yeah, you would want to be kind of like a YouTube celebrity, especially if he was a kid. Uh, I think uh, Demotion Husu, who played Shazam. Hun- yeah, that was pretty funny. I That was an inspired choice, and God bless him for continually collecting checks on nerd material, on comic book material, because he's been in a, a bunch of movies now <laughs> going back a while like just playing like just characters like uh the first time just i remember guardians and this what else constantine oh i keep forgetting he's in yeah constantine. he was he was papa midnight in in yeah but that Con- was a, in constantine that was okay all right uh and he's that. popped up i vaguely remember in in guardians in captain marvel as an earlier version yeah, of that character. Yeah. That's just the same character that he's yeah, playing. Yeah, and now in Shazam. And I vaguely remember in a handful of other films. Oh, I'm going to count this as a as a sort of superhero movie because it kind of is. It's a genre film. Gladiator. I would say Gladiator. He just keeps like genre films, man. Okay. Seem to be his bread and butter. Yeah. And God bless him. He's gotten, he's made an entire career out of I it mean, now. It, playing these side he'll characters. become recognizable the more he does it. So yeah, more yeah. power to him. His, and his voice is so distinctive. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, uh, and then we'll move on to the sad part. I feel like we should have gone to Hellboy and then Shazam. No, no, that's fine. I, <laughs> okay. I have we can lots end of. On a sad I have. I have lots of feels. About yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can end on a um, sort of sad moment. Uh, but yeah, Shazam. Just my only pure joy issue with Shazam. Sure. is probably my issue with Warner Brothers. They have s- shitty special effects. Yeah, they were fun. The the seven deadly sins. Yeah. I'm like, come on, really. I mean, I'm looking at, I mean, granted, you know, Disney owns everything, so they have the best, and, you, they and have Disney ILM. Owns, yeah, yeah, they have ILM. That's you know, thing. but damn, it's like. And they keep contracting, and, and, you know, and they keep contracting uh-huh. Weta as well. <laughs> yeah, they just don't have a, they, I wouldn't say that they look shitty, I've, they looked. Compared to what we've seen yes, with yeah. the Marvel films. Yes. I mean, come on. Yes. It's. Yeah, That's what the other part that made me think of like movies from the eighties is like there's something about the effects that felt very like. But you couldn't understand it 
based on yeah, hey, it's of that time. But nowadays, it can't. ILM is not the only place out there who can do great ILM, CG. Yeah, I mean, I'd hope Warner that Warner Brothers. You have a shit ton of money. Get Weta. Get hire Weta. I'm. I mean, maybe they were busy making a new, another Avatar film. Uh, like hire uh, Weta. Like. Oh fuck! You just reminded me. I have something for you. I've canceled okay. my Loot Crate subscription and there's like the last one i got was an airbender uh oh, mini sweet. poster i i, 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 I forgot I to, to bring i have that. to find it i actually don't know where i put it now i have your flash drive somewhere in this okay no problem. I, I don't know where it is um, though. <laughs> probably uh when i see you for avengers um I'll bring okay that. sweet uh super excited about that we're gonna have to i'm gonna see it at least at least twice uh three times yeah so let's and the most recent thing we went to see was Hellboy. Um. Okay. <laughs> With Hellboy, it's not all bad. No. What I liked about it is the fact that they one they understand they understood the core of the character. Yes. You know, definitely. they did. They took great pains to maintaining who Hellboy is and being faithful to the character. Yeah. Um, I love the humor. Yeah. You know, I've never read any of the Hellboy yeah. books, but I'm assuming humor is a huge yeah, yeah, a yeah. component of it. Um, He's very much like a working class sort of character. Yeah. Someone, it's like a Spider Man, only funnier. Yeah, I guess. only a big demon. Yeah. Like, basically, yeah. Um, but. I think what is lost on this film is the lack of heart. You know, yeah. I didn't. What is? Maybe I'm not saying Guillermo del Toro is the only one who could have done this, but yeah, I, me either. Yeah, I'm not. Other yeah. people could have done a better job than what we had directing this movie. Yeah, but I kind of just miss Guillermo del Toro because he has a flair for visuals yeah that is just perfect for this world of hellboy yes weird monsters I, there's only one character um the baba yaga whatever yes. that's the only character that i was like wow that yeah. was really well done uh but it's just like they have some key components but they just missed you know the the script was pretty shitty yes. the final boss fight really <laughs> shitty yes. uh, anticlimactic yeah um also felt like the the final boss fight i felt like weirdly even though you had sort of the same stakes in the previous two hellboy films the scale of the obstacle in this seemed way too big yeah. I feel like they the final like vill were like just demons coming out of hell and just like murdering people. And I'll get to the my issue with the gore yeah. in a minute. Yeah. Uh is yeah, I felt like that was too it's weird. I feel my big cause I was thinking about this on the way over here, is that it I feel like there was either reshoots or something happened in the editing. Because all the ingredients for a good film are there, but none of them seem to come together. And I think, again, I think it did have a shitty script, which is you can't fix that with anything yeah. uh, if you have a shitty script. But I also, there was just something about when I was watching a movie, like with the pacing 
and and how like the narrative and everything felt really disjointed. I was just like, I feel like something happened in the middle of making this film that like it. I didn't hear that it switched directors. I did hear. I think I did read somewhere that I was having some problems, and it's just like there's something like all the the cast is great. I mean, with the exception of maybe Mila Jovovich. Uh, she was a problem. Yeah, she was definitely a problem. She, she should not problem. have been the main villain. I'm fine with her being in the movie, but not being the main villain. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. David Harbour was great. Daniel Day Kim was pretty great. Like pretty good. Like. Uh, it's just the cast could not overcome. Ian McShane a shitty was great. Script. There was also um, like some weird like effects choices. Like that's, why do you have Ian th- McShane make him make his big like dramatic dad speech as a floating like vomit spirit like it was just a it was a bad decision the cg was bad yes it could have guillermo del toro or his group i don't know if he has a special company that does all those practical effects but they should have hired those people yeah to do this because that's what i loved about the first two films just the monsters looked great yeah you know and i felt that meh and the integration between the cg and the practical was very was pretty seamless in the other ones whereas this one yeah. there was like no almost no practical effects yeah. and that was a, a mistake uh i understand it's it's rated r and i had a similar problem with parts of i will say a, a much 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 better film but i did have a little bit of a problem to a certain extent with parts of Logan, even having watched it a number of rewatched it a number of times, mm-hmm. it's like I'm fine if it's rated R, but there's a point where you're just putting in like gore and violence as like a crutch. I disagree with Logan. I have to rewatch it again. I'm not saying that Logan was that. There are just certain uh, one or two scenes in Logan where I was just like, it okay. seems like you're you. Whereas this is an even worse example of like, man, you're just using. Gore, and I don't have a problem with gore. I'm a horror fan. I love me some gore. But number one, CG gore is just doesn't, they haven't figured it out yet. Uh, Number one. Number two, a lot of the, especially with like the demons stomping on it, it's like, man, that's just gore to make up for story script problems is what that felt like is what that a lot of the gore in Hellboy was it was just like you're having this as kind of shock value but it's there it really feels like you put this in because you had story problems like and you're trying to cover for story problems by having shocking gore and it was like "Mm, that's dumb um them retelling the origin of Hellboy it just like I saw that it's like Guillermo did it, did it better. Yeah, you it was know, clumsy. I I hate. It's like why do this? We already saw this already yeah. not too long ago, and Del Toro did it a better job at it yeah. with the first well, film. Well, you kind of because it's a re- you kind of have to do it, but it's it was just so. That's what I mean of like I feel didn't like need that. Huh? It, I, I thought feel like, I I feel I, like there's so much. I feel like there's an in, there were ingredients there. And then something happened. Everything about this movie just seemed like you had... It was all there for you. And you somehow managed to fuck it up anyway. Like, I mean, I was just offended by that because it just... I was doing my best to accept this movie. But it just constantly made me realize 
Gel- Del Toro would have done better. Yeah. And he should have been involved in this because he cared about this character. He wanted to do a third yeah. film. And this is what you give us? You, I don't know what issues were happening in the background between the studio and uh, Guillermo. But, you know, at, how dare you throw this shit in our faces? Yeah. You know, that's especially, offensive. Especially how dare you, and as someone who's read, like... Hellboy, you know, the Hellboy comics. I'm not a huge fan of them. But there's so much parts of this which is like, again, I like I hate to sound like a broken record. Like you're saying with, that Guillermo del Toro would have done a better job. I mean, that's obvious. My thing is just like, you had all of the ingredients minus Milo Jovovich. And again, like, the Resident Evil movies are a guilty pleasure for me. But like, those movies are a separate thing. Those movies are are fun because on a certain level because they're bad, uh, which is why just having Milojovic in this movie in general isn't something I have a problem with. It's having her be the main villain that I have a problem because she shouldn't be the main anything except maybe in a res- the Resident Evil movies because those kind of became their own thing and they found like the weirdly bad comparison but also good comparison i guess like the fast and the furious movies is like they just made so many of them that they were like we figured out how to do that we know how to do this <laughs> yeah. now whether it's great or not it doesn't matter we we found a formula that and works people will constantly yeah. throw money at that formula yeah um but people are not gonna throw money at hellboy yeah um and it's it's unfortunate because david harbour is fucking awesome he's great he, great actor and he's great as Hellboy. He's great as Hellboy. Um, Ian McShane is great. Um, not as good as John I Hurt, don't... but he's not as good. As... You know what it is? I love Ian McShane. I don't know if he's right for this yeah. right, this role in particular. Yeah. I feel like he could. Again, it's one of those things. It's like, man, you had him. You had you had Ian McShane. You had David Harbor. You could have made that work. The two, like, the the girl whose name I don't know, I don't recognize her, who played, like, his friend, the no. spiritual medium. That was pretty cool. Also, you know, like... Her, what she does towards the end was pretty awesome to see. Was cool. Uh, um, again, like, her, like, vomiting up, like, the, the recently dead. I feel like that's, like... You're just being gross to be gross. Like it's just it, it doesn't actually. It's weird. I I, yeah. I don't mind that. I just it just wasn't properly executed. Yeah. You know, but I think that Daniel those Day issues. Character, like another one. The cast is solid. Yeah. What if they do another sequel? <laughs> that's, Fucking as. That was pretty funny. That was, I, that was he, funny. Again, you know, a person who Nazi was like, killer. Who was, That's who funny. Was, if you're casting that character, the lobster, I was just like, he's fucking great. That's a perfect choice. You fucked it up anyway. But <laughs> like, <laughs> nope, they didn't fuck up the character. I, I think this, it's salvageable yeah. by the fact that hey, we sh- could. Come up with someone it's who has, but they're not. With, but it's not gonna be. They're not gonna redo it with this cast, or because I, I, I don't think it did well enough that it's gonna. I mean, I would. David Harbour, yeah, yeah. Whatever the claw or Hayden, uh, whatever his name the is, the lobster, the lobster. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing him there. Yeah, it's just the script is the big flaw. Yeah, the man. script and you direction. Can't, you can't fix. Just well, like the opening a good director, you can't fix a bad script. Yeah, you just can't. 
you know, like it, when it's a bad script, you can't fix it. Like it's just, and it looked like it, that's what I mean. Like the gore and it's like some of the effects is like it looks like you were trying to fix a bad script by just throwing in more gore. Yeah. Like, uh. um, but I mean, I. I, I love Hellboy because of Del Toro, uh, yeah. and I hope that they do another movie that fixes the issues yeah. of, you know, of what this debacle was. Yeah. You know, um, so, there's it's there's promise. You know, there's yeah. promise in this franchise. The there's a foundation to Hellboy that just works well. Yeah. You know, the humor, yeah. you know, the fact that, you know, he's like an everyday hero, yeah. you know, he's well, not. Well, they all are. I mean, the BRPD, like, and because not only did it was Hellboy a book, but BRPD was a separate book and then was spun off where Mike Magnolia, Magnolia I'm probably pronouncing his last name wrong, uh, was like a advisor on the BRPD series but someone else was doing it and i read some of those and those are like almost even no offense to mike no but they're even better than hellboy like mm. because they really go into like some of those like abe sapien and there's another character who like i'm drawing a uh, uh something the homunculus whatever Humong i think i've heard of that name yeah yeah, yeah. uh all the psych all the brpd characters that aren't hellboy like were given these big fleshed out arcs and like all had their own little stories like you hear it you got the origins and all the backstory on all that and that was all really great and like like you're saying there's so much good amazing material to pull from that they great ingredients do. they've yeah. got great ingredients it's just you know just executed yeah. so clumsily yeah so clumsily but i mean we had a bad taste uh with hellboy fortunately for us next week We've End got game. Avengers. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm a little scared. I'm uh, uh, also three hours and two minutes. It's just gonna. It's gonna be a long time in no, the fucking. Theater. I don't mind the runtime because, you know, because Infinity like, War and, and, was pretty like, awesome. An hour and a half fight sequence is probably gonna happen at some point in the movie. <laughs> if if you Dude, know, I just saw. I just wrapped up season two of star trek discovery okay and they split up the season finale into two episodes one was just all you know set up but the last episode that i just saw for last thursday oh my fucking gosh okay just the cg fight i needed that you know yeah. right. and i i think that with avengers those guys they know what they're doing you know they do they especially with the film like this with the scale and what's on the line they will do a good job to make sure that you're not going to be bored out of your ass like i was when it comes to batman v superman that was a long ass yeah. movie you know you know what i you just reminded me because it's russo brothers that we haven't discussed that we need to discuss the uh last handful of episode the deadly class So number one, so good. Oh fuck! Yeah, number two. I the actual I, I finale. was no dude. I was fucking pissed. Yeah, I thought there was gonna be another episode. I wanted more. You just, you just like, wanted more. Oh, okay. Talk uh, about ending on a. That's it. That's fucking it. <laughs> like, I yeah. mean, Deadly Class has Sorry. been my surprise TV show. Yeah. of the new year where it's like i heard about it but meh whatever yeah. just 
fuck it, it's inspired by a graphic novel i am assuming it but is, it's yeah. just and it's the just creator the, style. the writer uh creator of the series is also one of the primary writers on the show okay and it's executive produced by the russo brothers who are the guys behind avengers and it all, all is the great stuff going on at mcu what the production value is awesome. Yes. The characters is awesome. And just like, dude, man, the last few episodes of not only seeing Benedict Wong's, you know, story arc yeah. finalized in a traumatic way. Oh my God, that killed me. <laughs> oh, I, but just seeing how, you know, the lead character dealt with his nemesis. Yeah. And it was just like, Oh my gosh. There are so many moments in those last handful of those last like two or three episodes where I was just like, like, now that's how you end a fucking season. I knew they were gonna, I knew a handful of like, not a handful, I knew at least one or two of the main characters were gonna eat it Hmm. before they ended it. There were a couple ones I was like, please don't pick, please don't kill this character, please don't kill this character. My big one that I'm just like, I'm curious of whether he's still gonna be in the second season, it was just like, just let Willie, just let Willie go. Let him live his life. If he's going to run away, I mean, I, I'm sure there's going to be some repercussions to that. Yeah. But I was like, please don't kill Willie. <laughs> like, Willie is like the, as much as like he was pretending, he's like the one character on the show who I feel like, yo, you deserve to walk away from this and have a good life. Like, just just be you, dude. Yeah. You're not this. <laughs> And you really like I, I, he's like I love all of the characters, but he's the one character that I wasn't expecting to love and care for as much as I did, and wanted good things for. <laughs> like, please let him just be, <laughs> you know. Uh, I love the main character, although Marcus. he is he keeps he makes horrible decisions. He's a He's a terrible. Yeah, but he's a fuck yeah. up. You yeah, know? he's such a fucking. It, everyone's a, a fuck up on, such, in, in the cl- in this show. There's moments where they remind you that, like, okay, like they're at a murder school essentially, but also just like, oh my god, what if you put actual teenagers in this situation? They'd be, they'd fuck this up so bad. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're, horny, they're horny you just remember. Teenagers. Oh god. <laughs> like oh. when they're when they're in the thing when they're in the house in the middle of like tr- the big conflict and then fucking Maria and Saya start fighting. I was, immediately I was just like fucking teenagers, really. <laughs> this is get in the this way, is man. when you're gonna fucking oh man. I love I love all the actors too. Like uh, I just I mean I'm just hoping that uh, what's his name. Uh, Lex? The, no, the 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 poison Rollins. Yes, I liked his character, and I hope that he comes. back. I hope he comes back too. I, if for no other reason than they can play a Black Flag song. I got so <laughs> I got so excited with the adolescence because I'm a big like eighty like eighties like punk, and all of the music on that show is definitely like eighties left left of the the dial type stuff, mm-hmm. like stuff that was popular but not like super pop music. Underground popular. You know. Yeah. Popular to a certain segment of the population that is the the characters on the show. Yeah. So the fact that like the adolescents were, I don't know if that was actually them, but it was definitely that their music. Uh, and I was just like, oh, I'm so excited because they're like, that's a deep pull. A bunch of the music. I mean, the Smiths and the Cure are obvious. Yeah. But some of the other stuff they pull for the show, like that's not so obvious, and that's actually really cool. And they don't go for the most obvious song. 
from that band because a couple of those bands, like Killing Joke, uh, and a couple of those other bands, like it's not the the most popular song. The Cure, they also did one where it was like it's not the most obvious Cure songs. Okay. It's actually one called Holy Hour, which is not obvious. Uh, yeah, so much. Also, soundtrack. I think we've discussed like so much better yeah. than than. Um, the Umbrella Academy. For Umbrella Academy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is superior to the Umbrella Academy. And yeah, you, even though it has a smaller budget, it's tighter. Yes. It's a tighter show, tighter season. The characters are a lot better. Um, and just like the action just yeah the set the, a lot dope. of like the set design costume design is amazing on the show uh every time they have maria in her like mm, gosh like assassin gorgeous assassin it's a gorgeous it's, get up is so awesome uh and just her weapons are fucking yeah. it, it's like this is this makes sense in mortal Kombat. i didn't i would never assume that it would be practical in a yeah. tv show but damn it it looks cool it uh, looks also cool. i and i made I, I had that creepy moment where I was just like, she's really gorgeous. And I was just like, how old is she? That, Easy that I, old man. Yeah. I, I Googled it because I was like, should I? Feel They're all weird? young kids. Should so I feel weird about like this? Like 21. She's, she's 27. Oh, okay. So I was just like, right, so. okay, okay. Yeah, I still feel kind You're of, not I, still, I feel, I feel like dirty about this, but, <laughs> yeah. but, I, but, 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 but I'm still like, I was like, am I, am I okay feeling? And I, I literally go like, okay, she's gorgeous. So I can say she's, hot i'm okay saying she's hot like you could kind of say that someone is beautiful and easy grams be, yeah exactly easy grams yeah um but yeah just like i was just like i was just disappointed that it ended so yeah. quickly and you spoiler know. just again like i don't i wasn't hugely attacked attached to lex mm -hmm. but lex getting shot and then the show fucking just ending there i'm just like fuck <laughs> I would have felt more of a way if uh, Billy had gotten shot. Billy is who? Billy's the the, the punk the, kid, the little emo punk kid. Okay, yeah, yeah, all yeah. right. Uh, yeah, let's like show him. let's show the the Ali Sheedy girl who he has a crush on. If she had died, I would have felt bad about it, but I wouldn't felt have felt as. I, bad. I, I, I like I like her character. I the do too. The fact that she manipulates these two fuckers. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh. There's a couple people who are like, you need to die. Uh, I love that it. No, I like the uh, the Russian. I think he's I like the Russian. I he's I funny do too. for I comic relief. I think he's hilarious, but he does need to die. <laughs> no. uh, the the chick, the blonde the chick, chick, the chick from the Southern Mafia. Yeah, yeah the racist chick. Die. Yeah, she can die. Um, yeah, those characters like. Uh, and then there's like Marcus, like of course, like he's America, the main character, so he's not. Saya is not gonna go anywhere. Yeah. I was like, uh, I can't remember his Chico. Like as soon they as they did him wrong, man. They did him wrong. They, they did like oh. later with, with the head. <laughs> I also appreciated. I also appreciated. I'm sorry. That yeah. was <laughs> just what they did with him. Oh, I also appreciate when it when he was talking that he's talking through how the villain would hear him. So he's like much his accent is so much more stereotypical. Uh but yeah, as soon as like he popped up in that like the first 
I think even like the second episode of the show, I was like, oh, he needs to die. And then when he actually did that, I love the way, the way he dies is great. Uh, it was an amazing, uh, uh, a great moment. Both the actress who plays Maria, like that, was like we said, it was like, uh, she says something like I'm, she screams something like I'm dying or something at him, and I was just like, wow, she's having a, yeah. And also like the way her character and like her actual issues are treated. Yeah, I feel like. And the tension between as, her as, and Saya. As as oh. crazy as everything else is going on that is going on in the show, the and like the premise, the actual characters are way more grounded than you would that's one of the things that I think makes the show great, is that the characters are way more grounded and fleshed out as characters. Mm-hmm. Like they're treated as humans. Uh Especially, I feel Maria and uh, Willie, Willie and Benedict and Benedict Wong. Uh, you just see him as the headmaster, and then yeah. you find all of this these secrets he's been and his sister, yeah. who's wow, has the children who are furniture, who all of a sudden, Pretty like badass. when she has the gives the signal, they just switch on. Yeah, there's so much that's bat shit about the show. Their their road trip. The road trip episode is oh god I love that it, fear and loathing never that so was much of fear and loathing. My, well, my favorite episode of yeah. this season you know I would say that too um, and how that connection led to you know Chico biting the dust yes you know? um, but yeah that was this was a fucking awesome season if you have not checked out Deadly Class definitely get check on out that Deadly Class yeah um, and I, like I said I feel like it's an, another example of like. The uh, and there's another show that I wanted to talk about, but I will talk about it on another episode. Uh, I did watch the entire second season of The Tick, and it's actually really good. I need to get on that. You should. I started watching the first few episodes, but for some reason, I never stuck with it. Yeah. Um, but I'll get on that because uh, I like those uh, the first few episodes. Yeah, the, the second season leans is a little bit bigger scale, but le- also leans in to the goofiness a little bit more. Uh, that I think helps. Yeah. Uh, Deadly Class. What I was gonna say is a great example of like, you have the the guy who created the comic book, who is also a, it can sometimes backfire, but in, the ca- in this case, it was great. Is you have the main guy behind the comic book is also the primary guy behind the writing of the show. You have really good directors, who, and you have an incredible set of executive producers on the show, who are the Russo brothers. And I think that you that can't be understated. That like they're the people who are kind of like. It's like not stuff. only are, are they doing have they done these amazing things with the Avengers movies, uh, and the MCU, but they've decided this little image comic. It's like we're gonna shepherd this too, just on the side. I mean, it's great. I mean, it's. <laughs> Yeah, people have just been wondering, you know, is it getting too much to a point of saturation where, you know, we have comic book shit everywhere. But to be honest, out of the field shit is coming out of comics, you know, especially with Image Comics as a company, as a publisher, just allowing creators to come up with the most batshit crazy ideas and see where that goes. I want to see more. uh, That's awesome. 
I think when people say, is, is it oversaturated? It was like, I think you're going to reach a point with Marvel and DC yeah. where it's saturated. And I think the next well that they should be pulling from is image. Yeah. Image has so many good, and that's, you've already seen, it's like they've already had one. Walking Dead. Walking Dead made uh, Invincibles in development. As I'm not too familiar with them. I've, I've, I've seen the comics, but it's, I'm not it's too... a superhero thing. Uh, yeah, Invincible is amazing. I won't really get into it too much. Uh, I will also say, just as a short example of like The Tick, is another example of like Ben Edlund is one of the primary act, uh, he's an executive producer and one of the primary writers on the show. And Ben Edlund is the guy who created The Tick mm. and wrote the comic book. In fact, He's one of, in all of the iterations of The Tick, even the, the like cartoon, he was one of the primary people behind it. Even the Fox show, which was decent. It wasn't great. I think the fact that it was on the network was the, was a problem. But yeah, the fact that just... just The live action or the... The live the action one. Okay. The cartoon, he was also one of the primary people behind it. And it's just like, he, he was a, he's a great writer. <laughs> like, and he's just gotten better at like... This is now the third version of his character that's been transferred to a new medium. Mm -hmm. And he, he's actually – I love the cartoon, uh, but this might be the most pure distillation of translation as far as, like, the comic book to the show. Because the uh, there's certain things you don't have to compromise on that are, like, messed up parts of the comic book that you can do in the show and still be goofy and funny. So, yeah. I'll get into more detail in another episode. But uh, yeah, man, I think that's it. So, um, yeah, we need to uh, reconvene. Uh, we have to definitely come back and talk about Avengers. Talk about Avengers. And you know. we have to take the dogs out because I'm pretty sure that Carlos has been farting on my leg the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm not 100% on that, but I'm pretty sure he's been farting on my leg. So we should probably. I'm, all right. Peace. Peace.